discuter de tout ça. I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever it may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be hearing my voice. Whether it be via download through one of the many podcast platforms, or if you are listening to the premiere on the Alternate Current Radio's live stream, I appreciate you tuning in and joining me as we attempt to navigate the shark-infested waters of the agenda-centivized media and look past the propaganda. This is your daily dose of what's currently all the ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. James O'Keefe has been permanently banned from Twitter after he publicly exposed the lies and propaganda at CNN. The blacklisting of O'Keefe came after his organization, Project Veritas, released bombshell undercover footage showing senior CNN employees admitting to the use of propaganda. According to a Twitter spokeswoman, O'Keefe and Project Veritas' ban is permanent. In a statement, O'Keefe vowed to sue Twitter into oblivion. Quote, I am suing Twitter for defamation because they said I operated fake accounts. This is false. This is defamatory and they will pay. Section 230 may have protected them before, but it will not protect them from me. The complaint will be filed Monday. End quote. Breitbart.com reports, Project Veritas posted the first of a series of undercover videos exposing CNN technical director Charlie Chester yesterday. In the first video, Chester admits that CNN's negative coverage of unproven allegations against Representative Matt Gates is propaganda because Gates is a quote-unquote problem for the Democrats. Quote, it would be great for the Democratic Party to get him out, so we're going to keep running those stories to keep hurting him, end quote. In further undercover footage, Chester can be heard admitting that CNN is unlikely to give a great deal of attention to the race of a mass shooter in its coverage if they, quote, aren't white, end quote. Chester also admits that, quote, a bunch of black men, end quote, have been responsible for recent violent attacks against Asian Americans, and that this is a problem because, quote, the optics of that are not good, end quote, and CNN is, quote, trying to help. BLM, end quote. In further candid comments, Chester can be heard saying that CNN practices the quote-unquote art of manipulation to quote, change the world, end quote. In a comment to Breitbart News, a Twitter spokeswoman said O'Keefe was quote, permanently suspended for violating the Twitter rules on platform manipulation and spam. As outlined in our policy, you can't mislead others on Twitter by operating fake accounts, and you can't artificially amplify or disrupt conversations through the use of multiple accounts." End quote. 
Twitter did not clarify what does and does not count as improper use of multiple accounts. CNN, for example, operates the at CNN, at CNN Business, at CNN Newsroom, and at CNN Politics accounts, among others. All are verified. Newspunch.com Yeah, this is already starting to feel weird, and it's about to get weirder, because today, the news is the news. You're listening to Alternate Current Radio, I'm Adam Clark, and this is The Daily Ruckus. Howdy folks, I think I know the real reason why James O'Keefe was nuked from Twitter. I think it's because CNN admitted to fear-mongering the COVID-19 pandemic. SHTFplan.com's Mac Slavo writes, In a released undercover video by Project Veritas, CNN admits that they use fear because it, quote, really drives numbers, end quote. Their death map, which we know is fabricated, was displayed to keep people afraid and tuning in to the propaganda. CNN's technical director, Charlie Chester, admitted that the death tracker is straight-up fear-mongering to panic the sheep. In the video, Chester said, quote, COVID? Gangbusters with ratings, right? Which is why we constantly have the death toll on the side, end quote. The CNN employee also revealed that he wanted to make the death tracker scarier and further inflate the numbers. Quote, I've even looked at it and been like, let's make it higher, he said. Like, why isn't it high enough, you know, today? Like, it would make our point better if it was higher. And I'm like, what am I effing rallying for? End quote. Chester conceded to the undercover Project Veritas reporter that despite such concerns, hyping fear yields higher ratings, which helps keep him employed. He noted that on many occasions where his director has told him to remove the COVID-19 death tracker from the screen, the network's chief, Jeff Zucker has called on a special quote-unquote red bat phone to order that it be restored, according to a report by RT. Quote, every so often they put it on speaker, and it's like the head of the network being like, there's nothing that you're doing right now that makes me want to stick. Put the numbers back up, because that's the most enticing thing that we had, so put it back up, end quote. CNN also admits to participating in the government's agenda if someone, anyone, in politics or or not is a problem, they will, quote, keep hurting them, end quote. Chester admitted there are also, quote unquote, too many agendas for the news to be unbiased. If we had unbiased news, we would all have figured out that the government is the true enemy of the people and is enslaving us, and they would have been disobeyed out of existence years ago. But the news keeps people in a submissive state to the rulers. Chester admitted that beyond making fear-based coverage decisions, CNN often presents its stories in a biased way. Quote, there's no such thing as unbiased news, he said. It just doesn't exist. There's too many agendas. There's too many people that have jobs that need to feed families for it to be unbiased, end quote. According to further reporting by RT, Chester said CNN 
and rival Fox News are essentially the same in their biases, except they stand on opposing sides of the political spectrum. Their goal is to get you to take a side and stay divided, because if you take a political side, you'll remain enslaved to the ruling class. The left versus right paradigm serves only the masters. If we continue to participate, we'll continue to be treated like the slaves we are showing ourselves to be. Chester added that all CNN reporters, and likely reporters on all mainstream media networks, are able to manipulate people in interviews using inflection, repetition, and other techniques to spin the focus of a story to their liking. Quote, listen to the way they ask questions because they're not actually asking questions, he said. What they're actually doing is they're telling the person what to say. It's an art form in there. There's an art form to it. It's always like leading them in a direction before they even open their mouths. And the only people that we will let on the air, for the most part, are the people that have a proven track record of taking the bait. End quote. SHTFplan.com And if you think the way that the news media operates is shocking, just wait until you find out who is supposedly pulling the strings of these propaganda puppets. The CIA according to Caitlin Johnstone, who says that the CIA used to infiltrate the media, but now the CIA is the media. Back in the good old days, when things were more innocent and simple, the psychopathic Central Intelligence Agency had to covertly infiltrate the news media to manipulate the information Americans were consuming about their nation and the world. Nowadays, there is no meaningful separation between the news media and the CIA at all. Journalist Glenn Greenwald just highlighted an interesting point about the reporting by the New York Times on the so-called Bounty Gate story the outlet broke in June of last year about the Russian government trying to pay Taliban-linked fighters to attack U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. Quote, One of the New York Times reporters who originally broke the Russia bounty story, originally attributed to unnamed intelligence officials say today that it was a CIA claim, Greenwald tweeted, so media outlets again repeated CIA stories with no questioning. Congrats to all, end quote. Indeed, the New York Times original story made no mention of CIA involvement in the narrative, citing only quote-unquote officials, yet a new article by the New York Times speaks as though it had been informing its readers of the story's roots in the lying, torturing, drug-running, warmongering CIA from the very beginning. The author even writes, quote, The New York Times first reported last summer the existence of the CIA's assessment, end quote, with the hyperlink leading to the original article, which made no mention of the CIA. It wasn't until later that the New York Times began reporting that the CIA was looking into the Russian bounties allegations at all. This would be the same quote-unquote Russian bounties narrative, which was discredited all the way back in September, when the top U.S. military official in Afghanistan said no satisfactory evidence had surfaced for the allegations, which was further discredited today with a new article by the Daily Beast titled U.S. Intel Walks Back Claim Russians Put Bounties on American Troops. The Daily Beast, which has itself 
himself uncritically published many articles promoting the CIA bounty gate narrative, reports the following, quote, It was a blockbuster story about Russia's return to the imperial great game in Afghanistan. The Kremlin had spread money around the longtime Central Asian battlefield for militants to kill remaining U.S. forces. It sparked a massive outcry from Democrats and their hashtag resistance amplifiers about the treasonous Russian puppet in the White House, whose admiration for Vladimir Putin had endangered American troops. But on Thursday, the Biden administration announced that U.S. intelligence only had low to moderate confidence in the story after all. Translated from the jargon of spy world, that means the intelligence agencies have found the story is, at best, unproven and possibly untrue. End quote. So the mass media aggressively promoted a CIA narrative that none of them ever saw proof of because there was no proof, because it was an entirely unfounded claim from the very beginning. They quite literally ran a CIA press release and disguised it as a news story. This allowed the CIA to throw shade and inertia on Trump's proposed troop withdrawals from Afghanistan and Germany, and to continue ramping up anti-Russia sentiments on the world stage, and may well have contributed to the fact that the agency will officially be among those who are exempt from Biden's performative Afghanistan withdrawal. In totalitarian dictatorships, the government spy agency directly tells the news media what stories to run, and the news media unquestioningly publish it. In free democracies, the government spy agency says, Who buddy have I got a scoop for you? And the news media unquestioningly publish it. In 1977, Carl Bernstein published an article titled The CIA and the Media, reporting that the CIA had covertly infiltrated America's most influential news outlets and had over 400 reporters who it considered assets in a program known as Operation Mockingbird. It was a major scandal, and rightly so. The news media is meant to report truthfully about what happens in the world, not manipulate public perception to suit the agendas of spooks and warmongers. Nowadays, the CIA collaboration happens right out in the open, and people are too propagandized to even recognize this as scandalous. Immensely influential outlets, like the New York Times, uncritically pass on CIA disinfo, which is then spun as fact by cable news pundits. The sole owner of the Washington Post is a CIA contractor, and they have never once disclosed this conflict of interest when reporting on U.S. intelligence agencies per standard journalistic protocol. Mass media outlets now openly employ intelligence agency veterans like John Brennan, James Clapper, Chuck Rosenberg, Michael Hayden, Frank Figliuzzi, Fran Townsend, Stephen Hall, Samantha Vinograd, Andrew McCabe, Josh Campbell, Asha Rangappa, Phil Mudd, James Gagliano, Jeremy Bash, Susan Hennessy, Ned Price, and Rick Francona, as well as known CIA assets like NBC's Ken Delanian, and CIA interns like Anderson Cooper, and CIA applicants like Tucker Carlson. This isn't Operation Mockingbird, it's so much worse. Operation Mockingbird was the CIA doing something to the media. What we are seeing now is the CIA openly acting as the media. Any separation between the 
the CIA, and the news media. Indeed, even any pretense of separation has been dropped. This is bad. This is very, very bad. Democracy has no meaningful existence if people's votes aren't being cast with a clear understanding of what's happening in their nation and their world, and if their understanding is being shaped to suit the agendas of the very government they're meant to be influencing with their votes. What you have is the most powerful military and economic force in the history of civilization, with no accountability to the electorate whatsoever. It's just an immense, globe-spanning power structure, doing whatever it wants to whoever it wants. A totalitarian dictatorship in disguise. And the CIA is the very worst institution that could possibly be spearheading the movement of that dictatorship. A little research into the many, many horrific things the CIA has done over the years will show you that this is true. Heck, just a glance at what the CIA was up to with the Phoenix program in Vietnam will do the trick. There's a common delusion in our society that depraved government agencies who are known to have done evil things in the past have simply stopped doing evil things for some reason. This belief is backed by zero evidence and is contradicted by mountains of evidence to the contrary. It's believed because it is comfortable and for literally no other reason. The CIA should not exist at all, let alone control the news media, much less the movements of the U.S. Empire. CaitlinJohnstone.com Aha, now this all makes perfect sense. I've noticed that recently, the vast majority of people who have been cancelled from either YouTube or a social media platform have been folks who have pretty much been saying edgy stuff their entire careers, but as soon as they start talking about things that would cause harm to the COVID-19 pandemic narrative, that's when they get nuked. And from what I know about the history of the CIA, they have a preponderance for pushing propaganda that props up and perpetuates the war machine. And don't forget, we are at war. How many times have we heard politicians and various experts in the media say that we are at war with an invisible enemy? And if you hear the media talking about war, you can bet your bottom dollar the CIA is probably involved. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Friday, April 16, 2021. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com.